it's not just let's let's go send them out and let them start a new church. Mm-hmm. You know, we're hoping there's more of a culture to that, to where this is a an attitude of your people in your church. Uh, and, and so I, I think I think culture is important here, but it is it's an attitudinal shift. Um, and, and I think as a pastor, you have to be the one to lead that because it's not going to happen naturally. You're listening to the Send Columbus podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Sin City missionary Chad Grigsby and church planting catalyst Jason Phillips. Welcome back to the Send Columbus podcast. I'm Chad Grigsby here with Jason Phillips. Jason, how are you doing today? Good morning, Chad. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you for asking. We have the delight, the privilege of having our good, good, good buddy. And expert. Ryan Struther on the podcast today, <laughs> who does not want to be called an expert. Not, not an expert. Uh, the pastor at Central Baptist Church in Marion, and most recently, the president of the State Convention of Baptists in Ohio, Mr. President. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Glad to join you guys. <laughs> I am no longer the president, though, so let's yeah. just be clear about two things. I'm no expert, and I'm not the president of the convention. <laughs> but you were for two, the last <laughs> couple was. of years. Uh, so. I was. I, I did. I just finished that. It was a joy to serve in that way, but uh, glad to join you guys today. Well, awesome. Well, yeah, we want to talk to you because um, you are a guy who kind of recently has stepped into this uh, sending church role. Um, you guys uh, had in 2020, you had a church planting apprentice, our good pal, Justin Bessler. What a year to have a church planting a- apprentice in the right. middle of a pandemic, right? right. Fantastic opportunity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. but you guys have kind of walked with him now for this whole year. So you're kind of toward the end of that. Justin's in the kind of pre-planting phase now. And so mm-hmm. we, we just wanted to get you on and just talk about your experience. And because uh, what we want is we want to try to encourage more churches and more pastors to take the next step in becoming ascending church. We believe that every church is a multiplying church in the making. And so if that's the case, you got to take a first step. And you guys took that first step this year. Yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, we, it, you know, and it's it, it's interesting when you look at our church. We're a thirty-eight year old church, um, so we are an established uh, church. We have sent people out in the past, even before I, I've been here eleven and a half years as pastor. But even before that, uh, we had a couple um, go through a weekend training for church planting, and then they they went out and they did it. I mean, that's how it used to be done, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so there has been a, I don't know if you call it ascending culture. The church has sent people out in the past and yeah. we, we've done this, but we've never, we've never quite done it like we have in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been a, a pretty significant shift. I'm not sure that everybody in the church even still understands the significance of that shift, unless you're you're inundated, you know, you're in this uh, world day in and day out. But um, yeah, we, we brought, you know, it's, it's really God's grace. I think one of the, one of the things that, that I would, you know, people would ask, pastors would ask, well, how do I develop this culture? Honestly, for us, um, it happens so naturally. We mm-hmm. didn't try really. Um, mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. just, we just continued to uh, preach the gospel, make disciples, call people toward uh, the ministry the Lord's equipped them for. And I, I really believe as a, as a pastor, one of my main callings is out of Ephesians 4.12 is that we are 
um, building up the body of Christ. We're equipping the saints to do the work of ministry and however they're equipped. So you look for those that are called out and you look for opportunities to send them out, um, whether that's out of your church or in your church or whatever. But um, so Justin, uh, you mentioned Justin and he and his wife, his family, they came to our church in about 2015. And we never sat down and said, all right, in, in 2020, we want you to start planning a church or anything mm-hmm. of that nature. Um, through, I, I think, uh, through consistent gospel preaching and and just calls to obedience to serve the Lord, um, he felt the Lord lead him to seminary. Um, that mm-hmm. w- That's how it ended up for him. They left uh, Marion. They went and he did a, a master's degree and, um, and then they came back to the area. They just, I, I think the Lord just shaped his heart while he was there yeah. to give him some desire to plant and start a new church. And so, um, they came back and it sort of naturally then became, uh, an opportunity for our church, um, you know, to, to, to partner with Nam and do the things that we're doing to get him out. So, uh, it, it really happened naturally, um, you know, this apprentice year in 2020. Yeah, following God's activity and and the relationship that you guys had, I think that was a really awesome thing to think about. Okay, who do we who do we know who who has God connected us to, and just yeah. taking that step. So that's really great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't you talk about some of the biggest challenges that you can uh, face as a sending church? I think one of the largest is people in your church, especially when you're you know we're not a massive church by any means. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not we're not a large we're a normal sized church. And it's hard for some people to think about losing others because that's the perception is, oh, we're going to lose a great family, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, and so it's, that's a hard perception to battle. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to keep people kingdom focused. Mm-hmm. And I think that's critical through this whole thing. Um, the challenge of, of finances, you know, how are we going to do this? Can we support this? Yeah. Uh, is this actually going to happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you come to a, you know, a, a year like we've had here where a lot of church budgets, you know, uh, some are being cut, some are, you know, we're looking at how do we be wise stewards? So are we going to continue to put money out in our case towards something we still have not seen yet? You know, so there is that visionary element and sometimes that's hard to keep in front of people, you know, church members that are looking at, a budget. They're looking at money that has come in. They're thinking, how do we balance this out? Um, and and then now we're putting money towards something that we've not seen yet, you know? So I think that's a challenge. Um, but so losing that mentality, that perspective, you have to shift that um, to the kingdom is actually gaining. Um, and, and that's a kingdom focus. And then looking at your finances and maybe there do have to be cuts or changes or whatever, but um, but helping people again see through a kingdom uh, perspective that we can uh, support uh, new churches, we can support mission, we can do this, mm. and um, and leading them in wise ways to do that. Yeah, it kind of sounds like you're talking about redefining what's a win. You know, like it is a win for it the is. kingdom is a win for our church. You know, well, and, and, and here's I deal. think when you you think of central, you know, 38 years. Um, Obviously, somebody started this church. You know, you have that. Right. Um, there have been there have been pastors uh, developed and leave from this church. You know, mm-hmm. there have been people called into ministry from this church. Uh, that stuff's happened over thirty eight years. But you're talking about a sending culture, and I, I think culture is an important word here because it's not just let's let's go 
send them out that let them start a new church. Mm-hmm. You know, we're hoping there's more of a culture to that, to where this is a, an attitude of your people in your church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I, I think, I think culture is important here, but it is, it's an attitudinal shift. Um, and, and I think as a pastor, you have to be the one to lead that because it's not going to happen naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were talking, I think, um, just before we got on the podcast about, you know, Justin's not really the first guy that you guys have invested in in this way. Yeah, um, right. You started investing in a guy um, who you thought might be an elder at your church, right? right. But things right. are turning out to be a little bit differently. Tell us a little bit about that yeah, relationship. I, I think one of the one of the maybe most rewarding tasks that a pastor can can lead is to intentionally develop other leaders within your church. Mm-hmm. We developed a, a couple years ago a uh, you could call it a mentoring program. We don't we don't use the term residency, but um, it has that feel to it. Yeah, uh, we intentionally have set up a six month um, uh, training program, mentoring program for potential deacons, and then a a twelve month or year um, with potential elders. And so for the elders and deacons, potential guys are uh, all together for six months. And then we continue on with potential elders. And what we're doing in that is, is taking time, reading things together, serving together, um, looking at just giving some practical experience, get their feet wet kind of stuff. Um, you know, we had a, then in, in last year, we had three guys in that, uh, ministry. And one of those guys was a, um, potential candidate for elder. Mm-hmm. And we were moving in that direction. And again, it's, it's Ephesians 4.12. We're, we're looking at how he's gifted, how, how, how's the Lord equipped him and how do we uh, send him? How do we put him in the right spot? You know? Um, and, and what was neat was that through that, uh, he and his wife felt a very clear conviction and calling to international missions. And so right wow. now they are they are in process, the application process with the international mission board. <laughs> um, and they're looking at it, uh, hopefully soon. I mean, their, their process has been a little delayed here, obviously, but, um, but they're, they're on their way out at some point, maybe not tomorrow, but, um, you know, and, and that's, what's, what's really neat. I think in, in this is we have to talk about prayer at some point in this. And I know that's like, well, yeah, everybody knows you pray, but are we actually praying that God is going to develop and call out the members of our churches to fulfill the calling he's put into their hearts. Are we really doing, are we praying for them? You know, and the, the funny thing is, I mean, it, you know, it's comical, but uh, when I said that the idea of losing uh, people, one of my deacons had jokingly said to me recently, he says, can you quit praying that God would send people out of our church? You know, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's that comical part of that, you know, would you stop mm-hmm. praying that? Um, and so, uh, you know, cause that perspective, man, these are great families. We don't want to lose it. We love them. We want, you know, mm-hmm. um, but through that development, we've seen, uh, one of those guys has moved into a role as a deacon at our church. Um, this other guy is now he and his wife for an application with the IMB. Um, we have another guy that we're still kind of, uh, seeing what's going to happen, but, um, that taking time to mentor, to actually train them up, let them get their feet wet. Um, I think that's how God continues to shape and, and reveal that, uh, that, that calling within their own hearts as to how they're to serve him. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Um, 
Ryan, because uh, you guys were actively just investing in in people for your own church, and then God yeah. God does the calling, and yeah. it's it's like Acts thirteen. You know, you mentioned prayer. <laughs> Would you stop praying about that? Mm-hmm. I mean, the context of Acts thirteen, where God calls Paul and Barnabas out, is a prayer meeting. You know, they're sitting around praying and God right. calls them out. Um, and yeah. so it really is powerful. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I've said similar yeah. things actually to people at our church because when I moved here, I had I this great group of friends here at LifePoint. Every single one of them have left to go be a part of a different church or move yeah. across the move yeah. across the world to be missionaries. I'm like, can we stop praying to send people out? I'd like some friends here. <laughs> yeah. But, but, it, but awesome. it's a kingdom perspective, it guys. It is. It's a kingdom perspective. Yeah. Uh, So uh, obviously at Sin Network, we want all of our churches to be multiplying churches similar to what you guys are doing. So what's one piece of advice that you would give planters for approaching um, a church to support or send them? Use your relationships God's already given you. In our case, you know, Justin, his family, they came to our church 2015. They moved away for a couple years and, you know, they came back to that existing relationship. Mm-hmm. They they could have gone anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm sure there's opportunity in Kansas City where they were living. You know, there's opportunity anywhere. There's churches that need to to open everywhere. You know, but uh, they came back to that existing relationship, and and I think that's a wise thing as to who has God already put into your life, and how could those people continue to be uh, instrumental in what the Lord has next for you. Um, so I would say that to potential planters is look at the relationships, look at what God's already done and keep moving in that direction. Yeah. So on the flip side of that, what's a piece of advice that you give a church that's looking to become ascending or supporting church? Uh, one of the greatest blessings, honestly, has been you guys with having a send uh, city through our network with NAM. Um, you know, I, I feel like with Justin, there are things because I've never been a, a planter. I don't know that, that life, you know, um, there are things I can't provide for him, but he's got every resource. Uh, if he's ever going to do this, well, he's got it at his fingertips. He's got mm-hmm. everything he needs, um, through our, our sin Columbus, uh, uh, network. And so I think that, uh, you know, the piece of advice would be make sure you get connected to your sin Columbus, uh, network. And the other thing I'm pretty certain of is that you guys would know if there are churches out there that are saying, Hey, we're, we want to send somebody, we want to invest in a planter. We just don't have one, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of those, I, again, it, it kind of comes back to relationships. I think a lot of those connections will come out of those relationships that, uh, that we have. So, um, you know, how do you find it? Your, you know, I wouldn't go just, walk down the road and ring the doorbells. It would be more of a check in with your network and see who's already out there. Mm-hmm. Who's doing this, who's ready to take on somebody else. And there's probably opportunities out there. You just aren't even aware of. Mm. Yeah, that's great, man. I, you know, we, if every one of our churches started a residency or started investing in an, in a church planter, we still wouldn't have enough churches to reach our city to, to, right. to mobilize. We, we were looking at some statistics this weekend of the two over 2 million people in Columbus metro area, only about 12% of them belong to an evangelical church. So that that's somewhere mm. around 1.8 million people that don't have a connection with an evangelical church just in Columbus metro. So, wow. man, 
it just it just highlights the need for churches to plant churches to to invest in other people man i just love the fact that you guys took a step to invest in an elder who's becoming a missionary like that is yeah, just and, tremendous you know and that wasn't the plan right you know, that, that yeah right <laughs> yeah you just took a step right and yeah. i think that's what I, you yeah. know, I see from your story and what God is doing in central is you guys are just taking the next step and then yeah. God's doing the work yeah. and man, I'd love to see so many other churches I, take I think, a step. I think some guys would, would be really apprehensive about an idea like a, a residency or something, because I think a lot of times we think, oh, we got to pay these people. We got to, we got to sustain them somehow, you know, uh, in our case, it, it, it's, it was nothing like that. This was uh -huh. simply a, um, an intentional effort to meet maybe twice a month. Um, mm -hmm. maybe if, if other, you know, activities, ministry opportunities were coming in, we do a little more or whatever, but, um, man, we just, we met, these guys are working their normal jobs. They're doing their, their thing, but there, there's just that intentionality about it that now you're investing in them. They're thinking about what the Lord's doing in their life. They're growing in those opportunities. Um, they're, outside of purchasing some books and, and stuff like that, there was no major investment financially. Um, there is a time commitment, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think it's one that's well worth it though. But um, I, so I, I don't want, I wouldn't want finances to throw somebody off, you know, or to think that uh, you only, you have to be one of the big churches to do that. You know, you don't, you can be a normal church and you can, um, train and, and develop and lead other guys into what the Lord's going to do with them. Yeah. Um, Ryan, it's, it's interesting because sin network has developed a lot of resources now, um, mm -hmm. for churches, whether it's pipeline or sin network training, or there's a lot of other kind of residency resources to where churches really don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, if, if churches want to do their right. own own thing and their own residency, that's great. But if a church was interested yeah. in doing a residency, we have resources um, that kind of help them. And then not only that, we've got um, planters in the city that I think would come alongside other churches' residents to kind of facilitate that with them. You know, so I, I just think there's a ton yeah. of opportunity here if we can just come together take that next step. And, and man, I just appreciate what you guys have done at Central, your investment in Justin, and your just willingness to, uh, to, to jump into this uh, process. It's been awesome. We're so grateful for you. And thanks for your time uh, and connecting with us today. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.